Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from him who was dead but now lives forever. The word of God that we hear this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw that the linen cloths lying there Yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and he believed. For as yet they did not know the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. In the first verse of the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John, John tells us that Mary went to the tomb while it was still dark. Some who want to discredit the Word of God and destroy the faith that we have received will on occasion point to these words and try to use them to say there are contradictions in the Bible. They will point out correctly that the other Gospels use phrases like began to dawn early in the morning, very early in the morning, but they are incorrect, of course, when they suggest that there is a contradiction between began to dawn and while it was still dark. It's not that hard to imagine the women leaving while it was still dark and yet the sun rising upon them as they walked to the tomb. 
Nevertheless, there is something different about the Gospel of John and the way he portrays that first Easter morning. Because he alone, unlike all of the other Gospels, refers to the darkness. While the other Gospels talk about the light of the rising sun or the early morning, John not only references the darkness, but emphasizes it and draws our attention to it while it was still dark. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's the same evangelist who in John chapter 13, verse 30, tells us that when Judas left to go out and betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, it was night. There, for certain, John is not simply telling us the time of day, but letting us see the darkness of Judas's soul and the darkness that was descending around Jesus and the apostles at the beginning of his suffering and passion. And for the evangelist John, that darkness remained through Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday morning. It was still dark because as of yet they did not understand the Scriptures as he himself tells us that Jesus must rise from the dead. And if you look again at the first part of John chapter 20, the first 16 verses, you will see that whereas there is darkness and there is confusion and there is fear and there is weeping, there is not joy, there is not light until verse 16 when the eyes of Mary are opened. And she sees and she believes that Jesus is risen from the dead. While it was still dark. John is not just telling us what time of day it was. He is letting us understand and feel how it felt, at least for him, that first Easter morning. Because until they saw Jesus risen from the dead, it was still night. It didn't matter if the sun was risen or if it was a beautiful spring morning. When they thought Jesus was dead, it was still dark. Unlike the other Gospels, John does not mention the angels, at least not right away. And this too is a little confusing, isn't it? Because if you saw angels, why would you not talk about it? But John mentions the angels only later, and even then, they are of little consequence. Mary sees them, but doesn't understand what they are, and continues in her weeping. 
Even the the brightness, the glory of the angels are nothing to John while he yet does not understand that Jesus is risen from the dead. You know, when the sun has set, you can see the stars. And they are quite beautiful. But no matter how brightly they shine, the night is still dark. Conversely, when the sun is risen, you can't see the stars, it's true, no matter how brightly they shine. But there's no room left in the sky for darkness. There are many things in this life that we might call beautiful and good and joyful and sad and evil. The works of men by our standards are sometimes beautiful and joyful. But no matter how bright those works of men shine, they cannot dispel the darkness of man's sin. And once the sun is risen, you can't see the stars, but neither can you see the darkness. Christ is risen. And with that knowledge, with that understanding, there is no room left for, jo- for gloom or for sadness, but only for joy. One year ago, I stood in this pulpit and preached to an empty church. And I reminded you then, And as I remind you today, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the church was empty because an empty church cannot destroy the joy of Jesus' resurrection and the joy of the knowledge that he lives. I much prefer that you guys are here. It's great to have you back and It's wonderful that we're going to be able to go and share a brunch together and the kids are going to be able to go out and search for Easter eggs. But if it weren't so, Jesus still lives. There's a story told, and it's one I've shared with you before, and I'll probably share it again because it's one worth retelling. A story about Martin Luther. How one time he was in a rather gloomy state, very depressed, very sad for a number of days until he came downstairs and found his wife Katie dressed all in black. And he said to her, why are you dressed in black? Who died? Katie responded, based on the way you've been acting, I assumed Jesus was still in the grave. There is no room for sadness now that we know that Jesus lives. And yet, we're still human We're still subject to the storms and troubles of this life. The chemicals in our body still respond to the thoughts in our head and the environment around us. And we go through days of joy and sadness, days of gloom and brightness. We can't stop that. But above the clouds of the storms of this life, the sun still shines And Jesus 
still lives. What darkness is there in your life? What doubt, what despair, what gloom? Many of us have probably at times in our life felt like, well, I've made too many mistakes, I've messed up, I wish I could go back, I wish I could start again, go back before I made this mistake, go back before high school, maybe go all the way back to the beginning and try it again. Perhaps some of us have descended to gloomier depths. Perhaps some of us have gone as far as to think that our life is worth nothing and it might be better just to end it. Very depressed, sad. But there is no depth, no darkness that the joy of Christ's resurrection cannot reach. Jesus is risen from the dead, and because he lives, we too shall live. Our life is worth something, no matter how badly we've messed it up. It's worth something at least to Jesus who paid for it, who redeemed it with his blood and bought it back. And we do get to start again on that day when we are taken to be with him in heaven and he wipes away all memory of this life and all the mistakes that we've made are gone forever and we live forever in his eternal feast, that feast that we heard about in Isaiah. There is darkness in our lives. But the light of Jesus shines brighter. He is risen from the dead. When Jesus was dead, it was still dark. But now, Jesus is risen from death. And because he lives, we too shall live. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.